I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. And good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And Bob is Bob Shorey, one of the MCSCs at Tab. He comes in and helps me out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Joey and I were just talking about Endgame. No spoilers here. I would never do that to you. But um, Even though they've lifted the band, you still won't get spoilers here. Yeah, no spoilers here. But uh, if you want to see Endgame in a great theater... The Lowe's Do- Dolby Theater down here in Plainville. Yeah, the Dolby Atmos Theater. Yeah, it is amazing. It's worth the extra five bucks. Yeah, I mean, you get subwoofers in your chair. Yeah, that's the. My wife always yells at me when we're watching movies at home because I sit in a corner and the subwoofers right behind the couch. Yeah, movie volume. She's like, "Turn it down." I'm like, "No, no, my butt's gonna vibrate during the scenes <laughs> it's supposed to." <laughs> I paid for that for a reason. <laughs> exactly. You paid extra for the thump. Yes. So uh, uh, big props to that theater there in Plainville. I mean, it's worth it. Well, and and well a phenomenal done. movie. And a phenomenal movie, yes. That, they did a great job. So let's get back to your calls. We're going to go to Dom in Wallingford. Hey, Dom. Good morning, guys. Morning. Well, I have a problem uh, with my uh, wireless security cameras yep. at home. Okay. What happens is, every once in a while, I have six cameras wirelessly, wirelessly connected. Mm-hmm. I get a not connected. One of the cameras just drops. Yep. And um, it takes maybe three, four days for it to come back online. Mm-hmm. Numerous texts have come out and have not been able to solve the problem. Numerous texts? Numerous. How much did that cost you? Actually, it was under the warranty, so it hasn't cost me a penny yet. Well, they didn't fix it yet either, huh? No, no they haven't. So I'm listening to your show this morning, yep. and I hear stories about the printers yeah. not being recognized. Same pr- principle about your cameras. <clears throat> so am I correct in thinking that each camera has to have a static IP address established with my router? It'd be nice if it did, right? Because then the IPs would never change. Mm-hmm. Either yeah. static yeah. or or reservation in your DHCP for each one, right? Because if it changes, you're going to lose it, <clears throat> right? So, what do I have to tell these texts that they have to write? They need to, do <laughs> they, need to reservation. they need to reserve IP addresses in your router for your cameras, and then if they can set the cameras' IP addresses statically to within that reservation, right? That's really all that has to happen. Okay. Makes sense to me. I'm surprised that uh, they haven't been able to find it. Yeah, they might have been selling sneakers the week before. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I mean, we see this all the time. I mean, you wouldn't believe what we see in our practice. Um, but the basics like this are never followed. A lot of a lot of people who are in IT are only doing it by trial and error. <laughs> 
and they will bump they will bump into this solution eventually, <laughs> and they'll be like, "Oh, that's why it does, that's why it changes all the time." Oh, okay. I wish they had a setting for that, and they didn't even read the manual on the router. So they need to set the uh, an IP address into router for each camera. Yeah. Well, and they, no, set an IP address for each camera first, and then right. and then within that router, reserve those addresses so they're not handed out for any other devices on your network or exclude them. Yeah. Re- okay. Exclude, reserve, however you want to call it. But they, what's happening is that the camera is losing the IP lease and then going away. Yeah, that's what I figure is happening. Yeah. So let me ask you: uh, Does your does your company send out people to take care of this problem? Not for we're not really in the security camera business. We would recommend a security company um, oh. that would do it for businesses. This sounds like it's a home installation, right? Yes. Yeah. So not no. We we don't really work in for the general public, uh, unfortunately. And frankly, right. Dom, you could do it yourself. This is your router that you're working with, right? Right. Yes. These cameras. I mean, whatever the manufacturer is, if you go online, you'll be able to bring up the PDF. Most likely, they use the password of blank, and an admin login is admin. So basically, everyone in China is looking at your pictures as well. Because uh-huh. um, <laughs> if they can't set up this part of it, they probably didn't set up security either. Um, so be aware of that. I would read the manual on the cameras. Make sure the password is set securely. If it is open, like I just suggested, you should be very afraid. Um, yeah. You don't want that. There's so many open cameras um, that have been set up by amateurs. I can't even – it's it's ridiculous. I mean, literally anybody on the planet. There's whole pages out there where you can just search and watch people's video cameras. Okay. So uh, I would read the manual on the man- on the manufacturer, then set up the password, set the static IPs, go into your firewall. Do you know how to set up a firewall, your router? No, no. Okay. No. It, it, again, it's not that difficult, but you need to set up the DHCP settings in your router. Um, or tell these guys to come out and do that and bring up the security pieces to make sure that they actually secure your cameras for you. Because okay. it, is, it is an oxymoron to have security cameras that are not secured. <laughs> yes. It's also not safe. Not, not safe, yeah, not safe at all. All right, thanks. All right, Tom, good luck. Thank you. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye-bye. You can pretty much, I mean, there's pages and pages of sites out there where these wide-open cameras people have set up with no passwords, nothing. Should be afraid. Let's go on to Stephen in Suffield next. What's up, Stephen? Oh, hi, guys. Hi. At, at your recommendation, I uh, switched over. I, I'm a Google member now as far as the tv goes i i have a uh, i paid up but i'm not sure where to go after this but anyway my main question is about the router yeah which i have uh it's an aris tg2472 i don't know if you guys punch that up quick you can see the specs i'm wondering if that will be compatible with uh youtube when i finally figure out how to uh <laughs> what my next step is yeah, so that's a that's a Cox modem, the oh, TG two. Right. That's the Aris Cox device. I couldn't remember if I bought that or not. Nope. No, you're rent. You're well. You're paid for it, kid. You're renting it every month. <laughs> yeah, so you you bought it, all right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but that's just a cable modem, and uh, right. you could get rid of that too. So when you're cutting the cable, you could go back and hand that to them after you go buy a Cox compatible <clears throat> modem at uh, Staples or. Best Buy or wherever. All right, it has to be Cox compatible. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Because, yeah, it's, it's going to be their internet. Yeah, yeah. So that's not a router. That's just the modem, and you're going to want to buy your own router. Okay. So modem and router, kind of the same thing I mentioned. We mentioned to the caller earlier in the in the nine o'clock hour. 
Right. Uh, pick up a modem and a router and uh, get a 15-year-old kid in your neighborhood to help set it up for you. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but talk about security. Make sure that they set they show you how to set your password on your router. All don't right. don't yeah, leave it I, defaulted. I, yeah, all right. I'll have to. Yeah, you're right. A 15-year-old will do I got a 20-year-old grandson, but I don't know if he's. Oh, yeah. Those guys are perfect. Well, 20-year-olds, <laughs> did he go to college? No. Okay, he's probably well, better he's off. College. He's in college. Oh, he's in college. Oh, then okay, they're back to the everything's yeah. free. They have no idea how anything works. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> well, but yeah, hey, I appreciate it. You guys are always a big help. All right, Stephen. Good luck. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Bye bye. Um, it's really not a big deal. These cable companies are pretty much banking, literally banking, on the fact that you're going to keep paying them for the stuff <laughs> that is really easily doable yourself, um, and they're charging an arm and a leg. I mean. To charge what they charge, just the old digital, those digital things that when they cut everything over from analog to digital, where you had to pay like five bucks a box for each TV. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous on top of what you're paying to have to rent those devices forever. But, you know, they have to come up with money to pay for all the advertising that Mm. they do and for all the lobbyists Lobbyists. they have to keep uh, competition off the polls. Yeah, you don't want any, you don't want any poll neutrality. They want to only have two, there's only two. Folks, generally, on every poll out there, and it's usually the uh, power company and Frontier. And then maybe the third would be the incumbent broadband cable provider who has paid somebody to get that deal. And this is the year 2019. Internet is more ubiquitous than water, practically. Yet you could only get it from one company, maybe two. Yeah, thanks to Al Gore for inventing it. Yeah, you'd think in such an industrious, you know, market-driven you know, country like the United States that offering alternative access to internet by all sorts of companies who want to say, hey, we'll give you a better internet at a lower price. Wouldn't that just be like, I don't know, yeah, well, as, as American as, a, as Apple understand. Pie? We have the best government money can buy. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, you know, what can I say? We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. Four lines open, guys. 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC. Actually, Go NetSpeed is expanding in West Hartford. So that's a fiber service. 150 megabits, again, more than you need, but for only 50 bucks. Guaranteed rate for the life of the service. Go on at speed. Come to Bristol. Please. Come to Southington, please. We'll be right back. And we are back. Four lines wide open, guys. Feel free to get online and... uh, We'll do our best to help you out with your computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. Also, if you've gotten that free solar pitch, if these guys are coming to your house like they came to mine last Saturday, you know, selling, they're not selling encyclopedias. They weren't selling, uh, you know, vacuums. They were selling solar, but they were saying it was free. Free solar, as long as I had a good credit rating and my house wasn't in foreclosure. And uh, just curious to know how that free solar has worked out for you, (laughs) because we all know it's not free. If um, it's free. Hmm. And you don't have to pay for it. Mm, why would you then to- why do you need a good credit score? I, that was part of my questions. Uh, and they really, uh, they just wanted to make sure they could set up an engineer to come out and tell me. Uh, but it is interesting. So, Bob, as we wait for our calls, let's get on to some more technology news. <clears throat> oh, yeah. Okay. This uh, is a CNET article. It's a SIA styrofoam. Uh-oh, no more styrofoam. W- well, it's still out there. But yeah. we test the Iglo Recool. A $10 biodegradable cooler. Hmm. 
made from recycled tree pulp and available for now available for now mm-hmm. for ten dollars each. Nice. The uh, Igloo Recool is a green-minded alternative to disposable coolers made from uh, styrofoam. styrofoam. So yeah. it's a replacement for styrofoam. Nice. Uh, and can it get you through the day at the beach? They did testing. Yeah. So cheap styrofoam coolers get the job done if you just want to keep a couple of drinks cold. But they typically end up in landfills yep. where they can take hundreds of years to break down, if not longer. Right. Uh, now, Igloo has an alternative that won't fill you with green guilt during your next trip to the beach. <laughs> it's called the Igloo Recool. Yeah. And Igloo calls it the world's first Eco-sensitive cooler made from 100% biodegradable materials. At just $10 each, it's currently up for sale exclusively at REI stores with mm-hmm. a wider retail roller, uh, rollout set for later this summer. Yep. But it lasts about 24 hours, you said, right? It'll keep your, your well, stuff cold. Well, they did testing. And yep. Yeah. They, uh, they, they said it's rated for that. They didn't get the full 24 hours with the three and a half pounds of ice, which is about half a bag. Or a third of a bag yeah. when you buy like a 10-pound bag at the uh, convenience store. Yeah, yeah. So uh, uh, it's first seen in January at the Outdoor Retailer and Snow Show. Mm-hmm. The Recool is a hard-sided cooler made from a mix of paraffin wax and recycled tree pulp, mm. pulp yep. with a capacity of 16 quarts. It pr- promises to retain ice for up to 12 hours, making it a good pick for quick day trips. Nice. Body features built-in handles as well as a lid with four cup holders on it. Mm-hmm. And Igloo adds that it can stand up to bumps and drops better than styrofoam, too. Because, wow. you know, you bump those styrofoam things, they just crack. I believe you. I've never, ever once in my life used one. I've used them. I mean, you know, when I went somewhere and it was like I was going to use the cooler for a one-time mm-hmm. thing. My wife buys coolers like she buys handbags or she buys shoes. For some reason, we have a cooler for every size you could ever imagine. Well, I don't know why. The cooler she just thinks is, is they're cute. kind of cool. And <laughs> I like to buy the styrofoam ones, to be honest with you, yeah. to take fishing, to put all the fish in. Of course. In. So you catch then, fish? Huh? You actually catch fish? Oh, yeah. Hmm. So when you catch fish, you yeah. put them in a the cooler, you keep them cold, right. and, you know, so they don't spoil on the trip home. I'm not that lucky. And uh, then, um, you know, of course, it gets smelly. <laughs> course you You throw away the whole cooler and everything throw away the whole cooler absolutely we'll put a link up here for you for your biodegradable you can read about it yes yeah let's get right back to your calls we're going to go to tom in plymouth what's going on tom hey how you doing today doing fine how are you wonderful thanks hey i enjoy listening to you guys i travel all over the country i'm a resident of texas but i'm currently up here for a month or two visiting some friends of the family nice and um no matter where I am, California or whatnot, I like to tune in because I think you're very informative, especially on solving some of these uh, troubleshooting problems based on the experience you get during the week. Thanks. But the question I have for you is Fios. Yep. And um, we seem to be on a grassroots kick here, kick here locally with the uh, toll tax and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, since more people are getting interested in participating, is there something we can do to start to petition somebody? And I don't know if it's a government agency or something like that, but to get files into the area? Because you go to other parts, especially areas that aren't necessarily economically uh, that advanced. But right. They've got fiber optic already. And yet here we are in a uh, metropolitan area, so to speak, and we just can't seem to get the thing off center. It's crazy. Uh I've been looking myself to figure out who to talk to. Uh, we've, I've even tried to bring on folks who are part of the 
governmental agencies here that quote unquote regulate this stuff, and yep. uh, they don't really even want to come on. Um, oh, of course not. <laughs> and, yeah, and and trying to find who to quote unquote complain to. I mean, you got guys like Blumenthal will take up any kind of uh, fight, right? So you could always email, you know, email or send a letter to these guys, and then get in front of a camera. But the question is, will it ever get to fruition? And generally, it never does. Yeah. Um, it really comes down to to backing a company, you know, like FiOS, and 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 trying to see what they'll do to get in because there's too many okay. barriers. There's a lot of barriers to construction mm-hmm. because the poles are exactly. controlled by the electric electric company and the right. old Ma Bells out there, right? They don't want them on the poles. Yeah, and they'll give you Why? some crazy reason as to safety reasons and service reasons. They don't want these crazy fiber guys up there bumping their power lines, which is baloney. Sure. Well, I've got a friend of mine who's got a commercial facility, for example, and to get into his building, he's got an old SNET pole. Yeah. And of course, SNET is there, and um, I forget Frontier doesn't yeah. want to have any idea or any connection with pole maintenance. Right. So the thing is practically toppling over. Wow. And yet, there's nobody to talk to on it in the sense that, you know, as long as they hold the lines up, great. But when the cable goes down or something, then they'll go out and figure out some other way to uh, get CLMP or whomever to go out and put a pole up for them. <laughs> right. Yeah. But um, I just figured since with the tolls, for example, there's a fellow who's coordinating this rally a week from today. Yeah. Down at the Capitol. Right. That uh, if there were somebody or a group or, I mean, I'd be interested in doing legwork on this thing in terms of research and contacting people. Mm-hmm. But it's just so sad in an area as great as this that we just can't seem to uh, get fiber in here. I, I completely agree. I mean, we're still revolutionary, I guess, but uh, not, yeah, not when it comes right. to bringing Internet to your home. Uh, you know, I, I'll do some more research, too, Tom, and I'll talk about it further. And if I can find a way where we can actually petition yep. somebody um, yep. to fight for us. But so far, they're all in bed together, and we, the consumer, as usual, and, and or taxpayer in the toll uh, fight, well, are on the short end. Well, it's not as though we need to benefit from, you know, Blumenthal being in Washington or something. <laughs> no, I mean, of course he, not. he just appears to be a placeholder in the sense that he's there. You're right. Hey, Tom, I got I got to go. I appreciate the call, sir. Yeah, bye-bye. Bye-bye. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11. Feel free to get online. We have three lines open for you, 800-966-WTIC-522. WTIC. Let's get right to your calls. You're going to go to Paul in Florida next. Hey, Paul, what's up? Good morning. How's everything up there? The weather's fine and sunny down here, and I guess you're suffering through the cool. Well, we have one nice day today. Oh, good. Yeah. Enjoy that. We'll try. <laughs> my, my concern is you've talked about um, Project um, Fi and Pixel phones. Yeah, Google uh, Google Project Fi. Really awesome. Now, have you noticed the three A's are being advertised now? The, yeah, the Pixel 3s, yep. The 3As, yep. The 3A and the 3A XL. Yeah. Now, being a plastic phone, um, it doesn't have the uh, wireless charging, but then again, wireless charging still needs a wire to the charger, but that's right. a joke. Yep. But I have a um, 17 Buick Enclave with internet in the vehicle. Okay. And so... This would just seamlessly mesh with that Wi-Fi for calling. Is that the way it works? Uh, it'll use uh, cellular Wi-Fi and or data Wi-Fi, but you'll be able to hit your Buick's Wi-Fi for any kind of surfing you need to do. Okay, good. Now, normally when I, I have a HTC U11, 
Mm-hmm. Only I love, except yep. that it lasts, and it's cracked because I happen to drop it when I have a case on it. Yep. And um, that phone I'm just looking to replace anyways. But the uh, thing is, I always have um, mobile data turned off on my phone. Yeah, you can still have mobile data turned off and make cell calls all day long with the Pixel. Okay. Uh, because it, the mobile data is just for surfing Facebook or what have you. So you could turn mobile data off. Uh, I run my phone with the data saver on, right? So I don't have it off, but I have the data saver on. So nothing is updating in the background on my phone. I have jiggled the handle on my data usage. So my, my phone is not running. And uh, if I go in, anytime I get into Wi-Fi, it'll update, right? Which Wi-Fi is everywhere. Um, so my, my cell bill is $22 on average per month. Um, Mine's 58. 58. So I've already saved you a ton of money. Now, mine is only the, mine's a second in a pair. My wife's bill is a little higher because the the first phone is $25. The additional phones are 15. And then you pay for any data, which is 10 bucks a gig. And I, I use like a third of a gig. Uh, I use 300, 300 megs on average per month. I'm somewhere around there too. Good. And, um, the other thing is, you look at people talk about you know the iPhones. They think it's just too intrusive. I don't want to be bothered anytime I want to download something off the store. I got to put an ID address in there, and I can't modify it the way I want. Yeah. And Samsung's interface, Samsung's interface is horrible. It's just after using HTC, which is probably as close to Google UI as you can get. Mm-hmm. I have a sister and friends with Samsung. I said, "There's so much bloatware on those things." Because the phone I have is uh, unlocked, anyways. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I would I would strongly recommend the Pixel because it's a pure Google system, and you okay. you can buy it directly from Google. It is seamless, and mm-hmm. you're going to use three different carriers. You're going to use U.S. Cellular, you're going to use T-Mobile, and you're going to use uh, Sprint. And uh, I've never had a problem with service because I got three carriers versus just one. Okay, because the only thing is waiting for the Pixel fours to come out, and I'm thinking. This deal, even though it's got a, instead of the uh, Snapdragon 845 or something like that, I think it's got the 670, but the reviews I've seen uh, indicate that they see basically um, no degradation of uh, signal or use or anything else on this except when they do benchmarks. Yeah, I, I think you'll be very happy with the, it's only, it's 399 Like my phone was a flagship at 650 When the 4s mm-hmm. come out, I suspect Google will probably get into the seven or eight hundred dollar level if I had to guess. It could be six. Maybe they'll keep it at six fifty. I hope they do. I might even change. My phone is working beautifully. I have no reason to uh, change it, frankly. Um, okay. The bigger, the other thing too is, I mean, I kind of agree with uh, Steve Jobs on one thing: is I really liked phones that you can handle with one hand. Yeah, me too. I, I didn't really want to have a mobile iPad. No. Me too. My, I just have the standard Pixel 2. I'm not really into the XLs. It's too much to hang on to. It's too much in your pocket. Right, right. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, oh, so- and I, as far as tolls are concerned, I'm 70 miles from um, the airport in Orlando. Yeah. And I think it's like 12 bucks each way on tolls. Right. The road I take. And, and it's, you know, it's not cruel and unusual punishment, but you've got two issues. they got to decide how they want to get their money and how they want to spend it. Well, they've already gotten our money. They've been taxing us with the gas tax and the petroleum tax forever. They just keep raiding that fund. So now they're out of money, and now they're saying they need more. You can't have it. You can't keep taking it. It's it's we're done. 
Right. They, they, so they, they, on the, um, I'm on, I've got fiber optic here. Yeah. Uh, with CenturyLink. Yeah. And it cost me $75 for the bundle of a home phone, a wired oh. phone, and uh, 80 megs down internet. Okay. Yeah. Again, you don't, so, you, that sounds like a good price. Not too bad. Yeah. Well, the thing, too, is that and I'm in the tourist county in the state of Florida, I think, um, Marion County. Which is actually bigger than the state of Rhode Island. Oh wow! So it's it's things are different here, and and it's to have this, but the neighborhood doesn't even have fiber optic at all, and so there's no real consistent um, breakout of uh, services here either. So we get the right. same problem. It's a nationwide problem. These these uh, little fiefdoms that have been set up when the cable company came out to give you cable TV thirty years ago, that all needs to be broken up. Enough of this. It's, it's it's holding us back. And if you got nobody else on the line, just very quickly, when I was working for the city of Bristol uh, 15 years ago, one of the things I did was to um, do research in, uh, almost on a national basis on the, uh, the feasibility of buying streetlights instead of renting them from Connecticut Light and Power. Mm-hmm. And it was amazing some of the uh, games we had. And uh, we had those old wired uh, game well boxes for the fire departments mm-hmm. po- going on the poles, and uh, SNET was doing the charges $150 a pole to evaluate the uh, feasibility of removing a game well wire because they're doing away with that system yeah. and replacing it with a fiber optic wire in the exact same spot. Isn't that crazy? They don't want yeah. any other any other modern technology on these forty foot pieces of wood in the ground right. <laughs> that were put in when the you know we're building the railroad. <laughs> what can well, I tell you, Paul? Hey, you just life moves on. You just keep going with it, and you make the best decisions you can. Exactly. Well, enjoy Florida, and good luck with your Pixel Three A. Let us know if it works out. I will. Thank you very much for your appreciate uh, for your uh, assistance and input, and I appreciate you being there. Very good. Thank you. We'll be right back. Guys, take a quick break. Th- four lines wide open. I know it's a gorgeous Saturday in Connecticut. It's a rare thing. I know you're enjoying it. But if you ever had a reason to call in, we're going to be here till eleven. Feel free to get online. We'll be right back. You're back. Thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Uh, we've got Dr. Alessi coming in after us. He'll give you a second opinion on your health advice. So stick around for that. But let's get to your calls. We've got John in Windsor. Morning, John. John, yeah, you there? Hi. Hey, what's up? Yeah, I'm here. All right, sir. Uh, I, wa- I want to cut the uh, cable cord. And uh, what is the best internet to use? Well, you still need... Yeah, you still need internet, so you can stay with Xfinity. The word cutting the cord is a little bit of a misnomer. Okay. So you're going to always have some method of internet to your home. So you could stick with the internet provider you have along with, the you know, they've got the cable TV piece. You're cutting the cable TV portion of your bill. Okay. And you're going to tell them, how many people are in your home, John? Uh, two. You're, t- you're going to tell them you want the slowest internet they offer? which is probably 50 megabits or even 30 megabits, you'll probably be fine. And uh, that way you don't have to change any services and get a nice new price on your Internet service. And they're going to tell you, oh, my gosh, uh, we don't want you to go, John. How about we reduce your price by 30 bucks?" And you're going to say, what? 
<laughs> How much are you paying now? Uh, over 150 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, so you're spending quite a bit on your on your service. So you can get that reduced. Right, and all the channels we don't want to watch. Exactly. Basically what I want to get is the Red Sox yep. and the Hallmark channels. I don't know if I could get that with the... Yeah, uh, you can. So you have to find a service, whether it be YouTube TV or Hulu or Sling um, or DirecTV. There's tons of ways you can stream TV to your computer. To your uh, to your television through your internet, you just got to pick the service that has those channels for the price you're willing to pay. Okay. Um, you do a little Another research. question. Yeah. Uh, we also have the Fire Stick, Amazon Fire Stick, and the Roku. Yeah, both of them, huh? You're all set then. Those devices could handle whatever you pick. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So you'll be able to go ahead. The TV we bought is. TCN or TCN, and it was built in the Roku, and we already had the Fire Stick. Yeah, you're in and great shape. Nice about it, you could put both of them on that uh, uh, TV. Yeah, you're in good shape. Now you just got to add whatever service you want, whether it be Sling, YouTube, Hulu, DirecTV. Would you Would you recommend uh, any of them, or uh, it comes down to how much you only rec- you only listed two channels, so. I wouldn't know what combination of services offers those two channels. I know that I can tell you by experience that YouTube TV has Nessun. So you'll get the socks, okay. right? I can tell you that, but it's 50 bucks a month. So I yeah, think most they're. Most of them are. Well, no, no, no. You, you can find cheaper ones. Hulu, Sling. There's some cheaper ones out there. Oh, okay. I think, frankly, All I'm right, paying too well. much for that already. <laughs> <laughs> You got to move to West Hartford, I guess. Oh yeah, yeah. We got to move to West Hartford and get that nice high-speed fiber. Right. Okay. Thank you so much. All Appreciate right. it. Yep. And have a good day. You too, yeah, John. Bye. Bye. All right, and let's move on to uh, Cindy and Vernon next. Cindy, what's up? Uh, thanks for taking the call. Um, we are at work upgrading from Windows Seven to Windows Ten. Mm-hmm. And we're noticing with some of the software that we use, we have no problem in Windows 7, but in the Windows 10, and this software is loaded on a server, so it's the same same access, yep. the mouse cursor disappears. You can still type and do things, but you can't see your mouse cursor. <laughs> have you heard of this with Windows 10? Uh, no. We've heard of all sorts of weird things, though, Windows 10. It could be that the mouse that you have is not Windows 10 compatible fully. Okay. Um, they, these are the old mice that came with the Windows 7 machines, right? Yeah, yeah. They probably need to either replace the mice or upgrade the drivers on the mice to be Windows 10 compatible. What do you think, Bob? Well, it could be that, or it might be just a matter that you got to shake the mouse around a little bit to, to wake get it, up. it to show yep. up. Yeah, mine disappears all the time. <laughs> uh, we, we've tried all kinds of things with the mouse, and it just never shows up. Yeah, and they're all the same mice, Cindy? Yeah, yeah. The same, same original devices. It's just the Windows 10 now. Yeah, I'm guessing there's some sort of driver incompatibility. Just buy a new, um, a new m- mouse. mouse and keyboard combo, yeah. and um, okay. you know, I think you'll be all set. All right, all right. Well, thank you. All right, Cindy. Good luck. Yeah. Bye. Bye. Yeah, Windows 10 is going to be fun. Uh, yeah, mouse and keyboard isn't that expensive. If you want to go wired, they're very cheap. They are. They are, and you get something current. Most likely, that's the issue. I would think it's something like that. Let's go to our resident groupie, Danny. What's going on, Danny? Hey. Uh, do you still need to worry about uh, personal information on uh, a, a printer if you're throwing the printer away? You got an HP 6700 and bought a new one, and we, you know, copied some um, 
tax information and bank information at one time on it. And I thought, I remember you had to take care, take the hard drive out or everything you ever copied was in there and people could access it if they got it. Correct. So if that printer happens to have a hard drive, which we're going to try to check, right? Is that what you're trying to do, Bob? Yeah. Uh, we're going to see if that has a hard drive in it. Then the answer is yes. You take that hard drive out uh, before you scrap the printer. But most home printers are not going to have a hard drive in it. Okay. Those are just like <clears throat> sort of the office ones and stuff like that. Yeah, the copiers. Bob's checking. Yeah, I don't think that one. It's it's cheap. It's eighty five bucks. Yeah. I no, don't think it has a hard drive in it. No, you're oh, good. Okay. Danny. So it was, yeah, the sixty seven hundred is about seven years old. Right. Well, then I don't have to rip it apart and bust stuff up. Okay, nope. you saved me some work. Thanks hey, a have, lot. have you heard about the blue moon? Oh, the blue moon, yes, I did hear about the blue moon. Isn't that wonderful? Well, Musk is making fun of Bezos. These two billionaires are making fun of each other as far as neither of them getting to the moon yet, anyways. You know, it's funny. I don't think Bezos ever ever tweets him back, though. He's, he's, he's not taking the bait. Exactly. Well, Bezos has had his, enough trouble with his <laughs> information out there on the Internet. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you got Amazon wants to go to the moon. Musk hasn't talked about it. He wants to go to Mars, right? Well, he wants to go to Mars. Well, he's going to do a, a, the fly around the moon and mm. land uh, supplies on the moon, but never a colony on the moon. He's focused on Mars. Gotcha. And Branson's that, that getting lander people. Was very, I, got, I got the email because I'm on Blue Origins' uh, email, yeah. and uh, I saw the presentation. And it's really um, weird looking. His landing legs is, on his landers, their design is kind of unique and strange. Yeah, maybe they're going to use the same um, soundstage they use for the uh, moon landing. I'm just kidding. Yeah, oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> you, you that can't... little guy peeking the window walking by when they're videoing. <laughs> right. Did you... you ever see that video? No, I have not. I saw it, and I couldn't believe it. They're, they're inside the capsule, and um, they're filming inside the capsule, supposedly when they were on transition to the moon. Yeah. And out one of the windows, you can see a tech walk by with a pair of glasses on, and he stops and peeks in for a second. Uh, I've never seen that. I believe that we landed on the moon. I'm just oh, kidding. I do, too. That's, there's no <laughs> doubt about it. Oh, but that's funny. It's funny to have Amazon. What do you want to say Richard about Richard Branson's uh, working on competing with those guys, too. He's got that uh, Virgin Intergalactic. Right. Where he's yeah. sending people up to space. They want to get up to Mars also. Yeah. Oh, is he going for Mars now, too? I think so. If That's what I seem to remember. But yeah, he's going to get people up into space. He's going to charge uh, a bunch of money just yeah. to get you to get a ride into space. Well, you know, there's another company out in Arizona, and I <laughs> tried to check into this a while ago. They're going to take a gondola up on a helium balloon hmm. up 120, 130,000 feet. What could go wrong? And they're going to paraglide back down with a parasail. Yeah. So you'll actually get up to be be weightless, or sort of microgravity, yeah. and then have a three-hour gliding ride de- back down. Yeah, but you're going to have to wear such a space suit that you won't Somebody's even notice Somebody's already it. done that, yeah. Yeah. I'm not sure that's going to be fun. Well, no, it's going to be pressurized and stuff, so you won't have to have a space suit, just like in uh, in uh, Bezos in the, the, blue, the Blue Origin. Uh, yeah. You just wear a flight suit and a, and a helmet with oxygen. Huh. Okay. We'll see what happens. I'm not going to go on either of those things, but thank you, thank you, Danny, for ch- uh, right, chiming in. All right, Bye. we'll see you. Want to say Happy Mother's Day to all the moms out there. I got my wife uh, a Roomba robot for Mother's Day. Just kidding, it wasn't for Mother's Day. We got it for. <laughs> I would never do that. I want to thank all you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Thank you, Joy, for producing. Dr. Alessi's up next. Mike G. posted everything live that we talked about over at computertalkwithtab.com. It's the name of the show.com, which also works. If you go to Facebook and like us on Facebook at Tab Computer Systems, 
the uh, information may get into your newsfeed if Zuckerberg deems it worthy. And of course, you can follow us on Twitter. We have not been banned yet over at Tab Computer Sys. Thanks again. Happy Mother's Day. See you next week. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. T